0: I don't care how exciting the interaction is for you. Like, if a girl draws blood by biting her own wrists, you don't just like pat her on the head, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, <laughs> there's some level of like, um, hmm. Yeah. think I got Like, maybe you do like the, the hug and roll thing. <laughs> and then be like, Patton I'm going <laughs> to
1: hug and roll. <laughs> um,.
0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Spoiler Warning Podcast. This is review number 444 with our review of Raw. I'm Christopher Sianese. And I'm Stephen Miller. If you're joining us for the first time, the Spoiler Warning Podcast is a weekly film review program. Each week in the show, we're going to dive in, debate, discuss, and argue over the latest film releases coming to a theater near you. This week, Stephen, since we're talking about a film in which a vegetarian Mm -hmm. uh, gets a taste of meat and then decides that meat is good. Oh, yeah. Um, what is the craziest thing that you've ever eaten?
1: Interesting question. Interesting question. So I think most people would say that uh, raw chicken is probably the craziest thing I've ever eaten. Uh, I feel yeah. like that was a setup. Like, you were like you were setting that up so I could dunk it.
0: Well, I mostly, like, because really the, the question is, it, it's sort of there as a setup so you could dunk it, but it's mm-hmm. also there as an open-ended question because yeah. really you could take it to be like, that is the thing that I think stereotypically people would be the most afraid of, not yeah. because chicken is scary, but just for as you grow up, everybody in their entire life is yep. told like raw chicken is dead. And, and I'm tired of these chicken stereotypes, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> yeah, really. I mean, I mean what do the chickens ever do to us? Yeah. Um, but but yeah, like I think that 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 is that is crazy from the context of it is a thing that most places are scared of serving. Mm-hmm. Um, but you could also bend the question in a strange way and just be like the weirdest combination, to, like yep. a, a, as a male... As a male. Uh, ...who went to college. <laughs> what kind of... like
1: what's that, that crazy? That's what I say before I mansplain <laughs> anything. Like, well, as a male who went to college.
0: Well, I just mean that like once again going for stereotypes. Yep. I mean, I think stereotypically men will like open a fridge and go like, fuck, like, I got like a half a can of cheese whiz i don't know why you're keeping it in the fridge but we'll just say it's in there yep and then like a half-eaten hot dog and then like a piece of what might be bologna and then you make like a rolled you know what i mean like like you could take anywhere like for instance and this wasn't as a man in college this was as a young child i distinctly remember making a peanut butter mustard sandwich (laughs) what
1: (laughs) Where instead of bread... That is more disturbing than anything <laughs> in the movie we're about to talk no, about.
0: Just, just wait, it gets better. It was a peanut butter mustard sandwich, but the bread was actually like pancakes that had been made earlier that morning.
1: <laughs>
0: mustard panakaku! <laughs> exactly, that's pretty much what it was. Um, but I mean, that would arguably be crazier than raw chicken.
1: All right, right, I'm. <laughs> mine is not a combination, but the thing that is lodged in my brain the most, which I think we talked about recently... Uh, was one time when I was young microwaving a bunch of really fatty bacon <laughs> and just eating that. So it's just like white, slimy bacon. Yeah. I think that that is probably the single strangest thing I've ever eaten.
0: That may have been the saddest thing you've ever eaten. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure that like everybody listening was like...
1: Mm. No, I, I think every greater than $30 <laughs> dinner that I like take home and eat in front of TV is the saddest dinner I've ever eaten. True, true, true. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so... Uh oh also human flesh <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. as as we will get to them. maybe i don't know spoilers uh speaking speaking of which carson couldn't be here today <laughs> <laughs> uh, he just ha- i don't know he he had a pain in his leg i i don't really know how it happened um but hopefully he'll be back soon uh, yeah oh uh, in, in, in one way or another <laughs> okay can i make a request uh, I think this episode does need to start with that Lady Gaga like "Ra Ra Ooh La La" song. Okay, thank. It'll we, be a
0: good. We can see if we can do it. Good. <laughs> um, but yes, uh, should we get to this,
1: this 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 uh, feast of a film? Can can I get raw for a second? Yes, <laughs> I think we should review the movie. Okay.
0: this is the point at which we would say we're going to play the trailer for this film but um, because this is a foreign film mm-hmm. being disguised as a not foreign film the we're just going to do
1: sound effects of eating <laughs> flesh for like two minutes no but like
0: the, the trailer is completely there's no dialogue in the trailer mm-hmm. so it would just be playing a song for the next two and a half minutes and then starting so I think maybe we'll do like four seconds of a song or whatever and then uh, or maybe we'll just go back into the Lady Gaga Yeah,
1: and uh, I'll, I'll do a song Oh, corpses of corpse, of course, of <laughs> course. That's all I got. Okay. <laughs>
0: just for the record, it wasn't much. No. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but, uh, yes, let's just get into this review of Raw. Um, so, basically, this story is a girl is, you know coming of college age and she's about to go away from home and go off to go to veterinarian school um she happens to be a vegetarian um as she has been raised by her family and uh during a hazing ritual is forced to eat some some raw meat of some sort Mm -hmm. and then uh begins to uh get a taste for meat Mm -hmm. and uh things spiral onward like a ham. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is a film that uh you know, I think every time that I I we have seen this trailer for the film in theaters, audiences react very uh uncomfortably to as the imagery in the trailer is um it's very intense. Um a lot of of crazy <laughs> meat action going Mm -hmm. on crazy meat action Uh, get out of my home
1: video collection
0: (laughs) um but i think it's a it's a thing that 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 i was kind of excited for because just i i don't know i i i definitely like stories of disturbed people like i want to get inside the the mind of somebody who's disturbed right even though in real life even like just a person talking to themselves on the street scares the shit out of me yeah (laughs) but in film in film, <laughs> you want to
1: empathize. Yeah, yeah.
0: I'm, I'm all for it in film. Um, yeah. but yeah. So I mean, like, there, there, there was, there was a little build up to this film as like things started, like articles started coming out about like how crazy the movie was going to be, and mm-hmm. and um, you know we were at the Alamo Draft House drink, yeah, and. Uh, you know my pizza arrived <laughs> and mm-hmm. the waitress was like enjoy it now it's <laughs> like this this foreboding ominous uh uh foreshadowing of of what was to come in the theater right yeah. um but uh how did the film actually turn out Stephen?
1: right so i think it, it was built up to me as this kind of very disturbing film that was going to gross me out it was going to ruin my appetite it was going to leave me with these kind of haunting visuals which as you know as i think most people know i'm a wimp when it comes to movies in general like i don't like a movie to be scary i don't like a movie to be too disturbing it can be like
0: a movie to be too loud i don't yeah. like a movie to
1: be- <laughs> i don't like a movie to be on my lawn uh, <laughs> but you know like i'm okay with psychologically disturbing but when yeah. it's an actual image that can like lodge in your brain and make yeah, you yeah, be yeah. unsettled That's something that, like, it needs a really good reason for me to be okay with it. Yeah,
0: yeah. you got to justify putting yourself through that experience um, for the purpose of something (laughs) extraordinary.
1: Yeah, like, Uh, I have to think I came out, like, not a better person, but, like, it gave me something, right? Like, something to think about. Uh, and and so I was kind of dreading this movie, even leading up to it. I've, if people can't tell, I'm still a little sick and I was a little sick yesterday and I was debating, like, am I sick enough that that can be an excuse that I don't show up to the movie? <laughs> but, you know, I did it. And at the Alamo Drafthouse drink, I ordered a hot tea and, you know, I, I made it happen. Uh, so coming from that buildup of... I want to compare this to The Babadook because The Babadook was a horror film that we reviewed (laughs) and it was the first horror movie in a very long time that I watched. Like I've always said no to reviewing them with you guys. And in that context, when I was prepared for a very scary film, the film I got felt tame by comparison it never really frightened me at all wait with the babadook with with the the babadook okay yeah yeah. and i think that and that was
0: that was even like a home video that was vod right yeah so you were probably like there underneath the blanket like curled up in bed watching it on an ipad or something it was one in the afternoon but
1: (laughs) (laughs) but but still that that initial desire to be scared i think hurt my eventual experience of it yeah because what i got couldn't possibly live up to my belief of what frightening films would be And it's the same way with The Disturbing Movie, where this... I believed it would be so disturbing. Throughout the whole movie, I kept thinking, like, when am I going to get disturbed? Yeah, yeah. Because, like, this film... uh, On the surface, it is actually a fairly jarring movie with lots of visuals that are uncomfortable and strange. And, like, after watching the movie, I went back and looked at a few stills. And those kind of creeped me out. Like, those disturbed me. But, But in the context of watching the film, it almost... I don't even know what genre I would call this. It didn't feel that psychologically unsettling at all. In my mind, what this film felt like, like the way I took it, was more like just a person entering college and an interesting cautionary tale about like the debauchery and the craziness of college life. Yeah, And it was told through a character that I'm going to maintain, even after everything she does, I found to be like an empathetic and relatable character. And yeah, I think yeah. it's because all of the things she really does, I just take it as like, a Fantastical metaphor or something like that. I, I don't even take gotcha. it as a real person doing these things.
0: Well, I mean, I, it, it is is—it is interesting to think of it in the context of like if you were a young like you just graduated high school and you're about yeah. to go into college and you watch this film, even though you shouldn't because it's yeah. you know rated R and all that jazz. Um, well, I guess it depends 17 on 17 year you're, olds, I think, are allowed to be uh, in high school. It's, wait, it, is 17 the age for rated R? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I don't know why I thought I was 18, but anyways, um, back to the point is that you're about to go into college and you watch this film, you'd almost be more scared about going to college than the, the weird stuff that's happening. Oh, if hazing is remotely
1: like it is depicted in this film, then yeah, I'm afraid to go to college.
0: No, no, yeah, I know. It's like the worst. Like every single person is, is after you. Yeah. (laughs) Like, like this is like a weird I don't know, it it seemed like the entire school is a one frat slash sorority, and they all want to just, like,
1: fuck with you. Yeah, so, I mean, I think... So, with that said, it's kind of a positive and a negative. Uh, The positive is I felt like I was able to watch this just as a film, and, like, I I liked the art direction of the movie. I liked the the way it's shot. I think it does a good job of being very... uh, Spring Breakers is a bad touchstone for this, but it kind of felt relevant to me, where it feels like... It really gets you in the kind of craziness, like the party scenes and following yeah. following one person in a claustrophobic place, like a girl who's out of her element and is seeing all these things for the first time and is like trying to come out of her shell, but then she's still in her shell and she doesn't know who she wants to be and she wants to latch on to her older sister and her sister is acting different. Um, it did a good job of communicating those things. But in the end, because none of the disturbing elements really disturbed me that much, by the time it ended i didn't know what i was supposed to get from it yeah like the the images didn't stick with me the way i would have expected like i i feel like there are so many tamer films that still have like a jolt of surrealism that can really impact me and leave a mark yeah and this does it this plays it so straight and consistently it kind of like crescendos up to the cannibalism in a way that makes it so it always feels a little natural like it that's,
0: that's like the log line for the poster just like it crescendos up to the cannibalism the
1: crescendo of cannibalism <clears throat> yeah. Uh, yeah so it it was interesting it like it, it normalized it for me almost so in in the end it it was an interesting experiment and that's like the most i got from it not a thing i would rave about not a thing that like really made me think or really jarred me or left anything uncomfortable yeah. just like a it's interesting that it managed to make cannibalism feel like growing up for me but that, <laughs> but like that's all I can say like that's what stuck with me in the end like I hope that girl is going to be okay in college by the way she eats people <laughs> how, how did you feel Chris
0: well first off I'm trying to wonder if if, if, we're, if cannibalism is on the table as not not spoilery or if we're just we're oh just... wait
1: is it re- i heard it described as like a cannibal film so i i feel like i just knew from the beginning <laughs> is that not is that not true <laughs>
0: i i mean i feel like the trailers that we watched were vague they they hinted at cannibalism mm-hmm. but like maybe cannibalism wasn't up front and expressly mm-hmm. stated like the description doesn't say vegetarian becomes cannibal right?
1: Right. <laughs> right i guess it's more like review headlines have kind of called it the cannibal movie yeah yeah
0: yeah. which is which is fine um we'll just it's yeah yeah. i heard
1: it got the palm door at cannibal this year uh yeah
0: um so um you know as as i said i i i do like stories that delve into people who have uh that that are disturbed right Mm -hmm. like if you can not, not, it's not that I want the film to put me in the shoes of somebody, that, but I want to get inside their head mm-hmm. and I want to eat wa- what's inside. <laughs> yeah. No, I, <laughs> I want to watch the descent of somebody into a place they weren't there at the beginning of the film, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, th- there, there are, there are a number of things that, um, there, there are some similarities between this and uh, the film Neon Demon um, mm-hmm. and just vague similarities that that I don't um, want to go into too much details for either film's sake. But uh, I, I feel like in, in, in Neon Demon, when I saw it, I saw it at, a, at the test screening, part, participated in the focus group, and one of my comments on um, during the fo- focus group was that the film – the character's progression from where she is at the beginning of the film to where she becomes because of the place that she, she's going and what mm-hmm. she's doing there was far too quick in Neon Demon. Mm-hmm. And I think in this film, it makes Neon Demon seem like the Lonesome Dove <laughs> series. Like, like uh, and I mean that from the context of the speed at which it, the yeah. runtime, the full runtime, right? Because, right. yeah, like, literally, uh, the girls being hazed. And she's forced to eat a raw rabbit kidney kidney. And then literally the next scene, they're like escaping the school to go get shawarma. Yeah. And it's like, I, huh? Like, I don't I don't understand this. Like, I don't I don't get that progression. And sure, like with all the information that you get by the end of the film and and, you know, where, you know, like the last few shots of the film, like you can kind of go like, well, no, yes, I'm just going to buy this because this is what they're trying to set up. Mm-hmm. But I think that, as we've said, the what you actually see on screen is not that horrific, but this film is truly set up to be a horror film, yeah. right? It is the way the narrative is laid out and the information you're given, it's supposed to be like, whoa, crazy. Like, like I mean, she's not a supervillain, obviously, mm-hmm. but I mean, it, it is supposed to be... Sort of this lore-based type thing yeah. where it's like it's like you're 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 su- you're supposed to subscribe to her as being this thing, mm-hmm. and I feel like that is not the story that would be interesting to me. Like the story that would be interesting to me is somebody who is tasting meat for the first time, escalating out of control through a not even a gradual progression, yeah. but like a a exponential progression, sure. right? Not like I ate what is arguably gross meat, yeah, and then now I'm like running to a place to eat shawarma, yeah. like. It should be, uh, I tasted a thing, and I'm like, oh, like, bacon's kind of rad. Uh-huh. And then now I'm like, oh, this is – like, somebody who was depra- – like, you could even take it as, like – I mean, the film does sort of use it as a metaphor for sex in a oh, way. For sure. Um But, like – in in the classic story, if this was just a coming-of-age tale and it was just about sex, you'd have the character who, like, has their first kiss and now is suddenly, like, going around fucking everybody, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that's the type of story that this is kind of going for. But I feel like there is no, this event leads to this. Mm-hmm. Because the first thing, like, she's forced to eat it and then, like, she's not tempted by it, right? You, right. I never feel she's tempted, but but the filmmaker treats it as a as a um a, a, almost like a bloodlust right yeah. like it, it's like she's almost a vampire like yeah. she's not that's not a spoiler she's not supposed to be a vampire mm-hmm. but like it's that same sense where i mean if you've seen uh, uh night watch um in in that in that film like the main character Is essentially a vampire. He needs to consume blood, or he gets really, really weak and sick. And Mm -hmm. like the beginning of the story is him like going to pay somebody for like a a jar of pig blood so he can drink it, so that he can fix that craving, so he doesn't do something bad. Mm -hmm. This is not that kind of story. Like she is not suddenly taken over by this hunger that she's that she's trying to like fight that urge. She's sort of just like binging, right? (laughs) Well,
1: right, and and that's the thing, and the reason it feels. People people have described this as kind of like a a daring, if not feminist, they at least like put it in those words where it's like a like a, a crazy movie about like, you know, liberation and exploring all these different parts of like sexuality and desire and stuff. Yeah. And in my mind, because of the speed at which she flips, it feels more like a like maybe a twisted cautionary tale, but still a cautionary tale. Right? Like if people say like 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 I kind of saw it as like a thing about like legalism mm-hmm. and repression. Like her whole life it's like don't eat any meat, like not even a bite of it. If if we find something in your food that has meat, we're going to yell at the person at the cash register. We're going to be very, very strict about it. Yeah. And she goes to college and she gives it an inch, right? Like she caves a little bit because she's being forced by peer pressure. And once she's become tainted, then all of a sudden she's going to indulge in all the crazy things of college life. She's just going to go like become a crazy lust filled yeah. creature.
0: It, it would almost be more interesting if like, this was better framed in a in a, in a, in a coming-of-age tale, and, like, she tasted meat for the first time because she was trying to impress a guy, yeah. right? Like, she met this—I mean, this is, like, the opposite of a feminist story if you take that route. Mm-hmm. But, like, her, like, giving in to that meat, not because she wanted the meat, but because she wanted the meat, yes. um, uh and then— like it fits the cautionary tale it right. it it like it's sort of an anti- not sort of it is an anti effeminate like it's you know it's like <laughs> it's not going to pass the Bechdel test, mm-hmm. but that becomes a story where it's like, oh, she inadvertently was caused to do this thing, and that sent her on this path, and this is like the result of her giving in to lust for for being with another person right, and I think that this film um and also, you know, that we're we're two males yeah. from the American standpoint, and this is a French film, mm-hmm. like about a woman, and like you know, we're, we're 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 far away from where this is coming from theoretically. Yeah. But I mean, I, I I don't know. It just feels like I was totally ready to watch this dive into madness, right? Mm-hmm. And what I got was sort of a film that I thought was supposed to shock me. Yeah. And I think honestly much like um this is a point i made about something we reviewed semi recently um oh uh get out which you haven't seen yet mm-hmm. um but like one of the things i said about get out was that um what you see on screen is not that shocking but when you extrapolate things that you're seeing on screen and you're being told right. to like what if this was actually the case mm-hmm. the people involved in this like what yeah. <laughs> like that like it, there are things in this film um little scenes that characters partake in where if you, like... If you're like, well, this is happening now, then theoretically this has happened, like, Multiple over here. And, like, past, yeah. when you start to, like, extrapolate into the world what has been happening, it becomes very, very disturbing. Right. But the film and what you're being presented with is not disturbing, mm-hmm. but, like, you can disturb yourself as you continue to think about what's yeah. going on. And, um yeah, so it's like I... The film ultimately let me down. Um and I feel that like the film concentrates on trying to be shocking with its imagery mm-hmm. and not on trying to be intriguing with its story. Right. And I'm Christopher (laughs) Schneezy. If you haven't listened to the podcast before. Welcome. This is me. (laughs) Um, I I really need, I want to feel like I know what you, the filmmaker slash writer slash whatever, thinks about this situation. And like, honestly, like the most interesting scene for me is like the first day at lunch Mm -hmm. when like these like stupid ignorant people are like talking about like, like, we can just rape animals and it's cool. And then like the main character brings up the point about like, like you know, the 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 if if somebody like raped a monkey, like yeah. the monkey doesn't want to be raped, like there's still like a crime that's happening there, right. and like everybody's like, what do you mean? It's just a stupid animal. Like the most thought provoking thing is this thirty second dialogue about ape rape, ape, ape ape rape. Yeah, yeah. Like it it's, sounds funny, and people mm-hmm. in the audience were laughing, but like she was having like the character was making a serious yeah. point about how like a, you know animals are living creatures, they have sentience. Like the point about like the monkey recognizes itself in a mirror. Like, it's self-aware. And if you uh, bring upon this horrendous act against a creature that is self-aware, how is that not the same as doing it against another person, right? Exactly. Um, And, and like, that was really interesting.
1: Well, and that fits with the idea of it being, like, her slow decay away from the value system she was brought up with because no one else agrees with that. And by peer pressure, she kind of... She doesn't cave, but, like, you don't hear her speak up that way again. And it, it's, like, an, an interesting idea. Of, like, she has this really strong value system she brought into it. Like, eating meat is wrong. Treating animals good is important. And then it just snowballs after that in a way that maybe does not feel true. Yeah. Like, it doesn't live in that guilt for long enough.
0: Yeah, and but, but even, even there is, like, she's not vegetarian because she's necessarily morally opposed to the murder of animals. Like, mm-hmm. in this particular scenario like they were discussing something about i forget exactly how the how the dialogue started but she was just talking about like we're we're vets here because we want to protect and help animals Mm -hmm. and somebody oh yeah i remember now (laughs) yeah um but somebody was having a conversation that directly went in the face of protecting animals french michael Sarah, um yeah french michael Sarah, nice um but it wasn't it wasn't strictly about consuming animals it was just about um in general, the well-being of a creature that is alive. And, and right. I don't know, like like those... It, it, basically what I'm saying is it wasn't that annoying way where like you'll be... Like I remember at, at camp um, when I was younger, like in between junior and senior high school, um, I was in a caf- in a cafeteria at this camp thing and like I go to start eating a burger mm. and like this chick was like, you know how they slaughter those cows? It's like <laughs> that kind of like really annoying, stereotypical like mm-hmm. uh, person who's just like I'm so about animals, yeah. man. Yeah, um, like the straw man vegan. Yeah, like yeah, like like the character was not doing that. She was just having an interesting thought experiment, which mm-hmm. is like not even a thought experiment. Like she's just like, dude, look, <laughs> like I don't know. Something about that scene was very interesting, and you I kind of wish they have superpowers. <laughs> <laughs> I. I I wish that the film was was diving more into that sort of thing than just trying to be shocking. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, Yeah. I think I talked for like a long time just now.
1: No, but I mean, (laughs) there's only two of us. so We we have to fill the silence somehow Um, there. I'm trying to figure out what I wanted from it because I did. I would say I at least moderately enjoyed this film. Like it was not a bad movie by any stretch of the imagination. It was. It was well-made. It was concise. It didn't overstay its welcome. Yeah. It had, like, well-made shots. And even though it wasn't as disturbing as I would have liked, it did keep me compelled from scene to scene. Like, there wasn't a moment where I was sitting and looking at my proverbial watch because nobody has watches anymore unless they're Chris <laughs> with an Apple Watch. Um, <laughs> there was nothing that—I I enjoyed watching it all the way through. Yeah. And what I'm trying to figure out is what I would have liked better because the the notes that worked for me really well— which I think is definitely the most memorable part of the film is the way it kind of makes sex and violence become one thing, right? Like that's a a theme. It approaches over and over again, like kind of very literally in certain situations where it's yeah. like, I mean, there's a reason you call it bloodlust, right? When you talk about having a hunger for meat and stuff like that, it's like a, <laughs> it's very much about like caving into desires and into the crazy part of you. Yeah. And I feel like there, there's a very interesting movie to be made there and I think the way you would have made it is by making her have more guilt or hesitation leading up to it. Like the movie would live in this kind of guilty space and then the end would maybe have this crazy crescendo. Yeah. But it wouldn't have just this. She is a person who the moment the moment she broke one rule, she doesn't seem to even care about breaking any others. Yeah. Like like she's sneaking her second bite of meat with no no temptation even no desire like it's not even good looking meat it's like a nasty <laughs> nasty burger in a lunchroom yeah
0: it's like a boiled meat patty it's like yeah. Salisbury
1: steak it's it's arguably it's so not gross. even meat uh, so yeah, yeah that that flip that switch being flipped kind of made it strange for me because if and again like plenty of personal baggage also like white american dude so the more interesting story to me is like coming from the <laughs> upbringing of kind it's, of if like, it was
0: blaming <laughs> young.
1: Coming from the upbringing of, like, you know, the conservative, Christian, I, I don't want to say legalistic, but, like, like, this belief of many things being wrong and then the idea in college of being exposed to, like, taboos that are being violated all around yeah, you yeah. and feeling the descent into that and, like, the kind of liberation and terror that might come from that for the first time. To me, that is a much more interesting story. And it really might just be that I am not the target demographic of this and maybe to... To a woman like in France or even just a young girl going to college This movie does speak to them and their fears a little bit more but for me it didn't feel true to the way like If I were those metaphors, I would not behave that way. I think I would live in the guilt for much longer
0: so so here here's the interesting thing is You could tell that story what you want and this story together without there having to be cannibalism, Mm -hmm. right? like there could be Simply this like uh, this this diving into this obsession with meat and like just consuming just legitimate normal food meats, yeah overly enthusiastically, yeah, and sort of being seduced by like meat and like going like there there 's just a falling way... in love with the butcher yeah <laughs> there's like there's just lots of things you could do that wouldn't require it to go to what is overtly trying to be gross out Mm -hmm. places right um
1: i i guess what i'm what i'm unsure of i'm unsure if the gross out is a failed marketing tactic or if it's actually what the filmmaker wanted because i feel like the way the gross out is presented at least in a few of the pivotal scenes where this happens and the things that have happened right before or after it it's almost more the the seductive kind of taboo than the gross out taboo it's like you shouldn't be watching this. Keep watching. You know, like, I, I feel like that's kind of how it's played, at least for me. It isn't like a like a squeamish thing so much as, like, I, I don't know. It, it stares at it where I didn't feel grossed out. And I didn't necessarily feel like the filmmaker even wanted me to. I feel like she wanted to confront me with a thing you're not supposed to be okay with and present it as, like, almost seductive. Because of how, like, raw... It's, like, flesh, right? It's, like, raw, fleshy. I'm not not saying, like... (laughs) I found it just completely normal. But I don't feel... If she was trying to maximize gross out, I feel like she could have done a lot of things differently. Yeah. And she must have known that. Yeah. Like, seeing the aftermath... I mean, it's really hard without going into spoilers, but, like, seeing what eating certain things does to the recipient like that is obviously meant to be terrifying but i don't think the act itself is like meant to be gag inducing or anything like that
0: yeah i mean there's definitely things that are supposed to be gross like they linger on moments of like flesh tearing yeah that are meant to be like it's it's lingering for longer than it needs to to communicate the point right Mm -hmm. like any other film would that would have that be happening like um Going back to vampires or werewolves or any other type of like classic horror film, mm-hmm. what would happen is you would see somebody h- hunched over something and just hear the sounds of like flesh and bone tearing, right, yeah, and then somebody'd be like, uh, "Are you okay, mister?" and then they would like look up and then yeah. there'd be blood on the face right. and you know um for anybody that doesn't know I'm pantomiming all these like weird hands He's gestures. pantomiming <laughs> the
1: first Harry Potter when he goes to the forest yeah. And- <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, basically, there's just somebody like just sucking on a um, mm-hmm. unicorn. Unicorn, um, but uh, hey, that happens
1: in this movie too. <laughs> uh
0: nice. <laughs> um, but <laughs> yeah, you just sidelined me with that comment. But yes, yeah, so so basically, basically what I'm saying is like uh, other type of films would like who aren't. They know that you will be disturbed when you realize what is happening, so they don't need to show it. And this is like, you know, when 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 it's like somebody's waiting for something to drip out of something. <laughs> yeah. <Jesus Christ. laughs>
1: um, <there's
0: laughs>
1: too too much material. Um, but you, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, no, no, I get it. Yeah, yeah. So well, yeah, I mean, there. Are, I I don't know the right way to say it. I think. Oh, okay. It, it probably isn't a spoiler because nobody cares. To say there's a scene of like waxing in this movie, like it's lingering <laughs> on parts of the body, and like kind of this like the things you do for beauty, right? And this uh this idea of like a girl going to a kind of taboo area and suddenly thinking about it, and manipulating it, right? And it, and it spends a lot of time there. And there's like a pain in that scene, like it's lingering on it. Yeah. And in that sense, it's kind of squeamish feeling. Yeah. But I don't I wouldn't call that gross out. It's like it's something else. No, no, yeah, that is supposed to hurt you a little bit inside.
0: But there are like like scenes where the the doctor is removing flaky like sheets of flaking skin from her body Mm -hmm. Uh, like that is there's nothing else that's supposed to be other than gross. Right. You get like these Mm -hmm. really, really close up shots of her scratching her body um, in the scenes before that and then cut to somebody using tweezers to peel skin off another right. person, right? Like, sure. that's that's meant to – maybe it's just me reacting to, <laughs> to No, yeah, it, like, right? I didn't
1: have a visceral reaction. I, yeah. I'm not saying it isn't supposed to be uncomfortable. It's just I feel – this all felt like a tame uncomfortable, like the kind of uncomfortable that's meant to talk about coming to grips with having a body for the first time, right? Yeah. That's kind of like the the big metaphor here is, like, aging or coming into your skin or having a body and, like – it has rashes and it's peeling and it has hair in places you have to remove and it like, <laughs> the, this all just falls under that area where it didn't feel gross. It didn't feel gross to me, I guess. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. I, no, no. I
1: got the taste.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I. I think it would be worth having some full-blown spoiler discussions because yeah. there's just a, a few things that um I would like to mention sure. um especially considering I've hinted at things yep. earlier. Um yeah, but let's go. But yeah, I mean do, uh, any other comments for now?
1: No, we can wait for spoilers.
0: All right, cool. Um should we give verdicts now or Yeah, I think we have okay. to. So, Getting to the pre-spoiler verdict for this film, Stephen Miller, if you were going to give this a must-see, recommend with a caveat, wait for rental, pass with a caveat, or a must-avoid, what would you give it?
1: I'm trying to not handicap it with my own expectations. Like, if I, if I allow my expectations to grade it on a curve, this would be a wait for rental because I thought I, thought I was going to see something very provocative, and instead I only got something that I think was, like, fairly provocative. But if I am actually compared to like Kong Skull Island and other things that we've reviewed, <laughs> like this is a well-made movie and there's nothing about it at all that would drive me away from it or regret seeing it. So I'm, I'm giving it a recommend with a caveat, like two caveats. One caveat being if you take me literally, you'll probably go in and be much more disturbed by it than you expect, because this is a disturbing movie. I was just expecting really disturbing. Yeah. Um, and the other caveat being. While I think you'll get something stylistic and interesting from like an individual image standpoint, I don't think it is going to leave the mental footprint that it should. Like, I I don't think this is going to provoke you as much as it wants to. Yeah. Um,
0: <laughs> yeah it's funny with your Kong Squad and comparison, because that makes me want to give it even less of a rating because... At least with Kong: Skull Island, like it's a big, stupid, fun, and like what you're seeing on screen is like a giant fucking. <laughs>
1: is that a monkey? <laughs> uh,
0: just like And if waste. you rape
1: it, is it wrong?
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Ask Sam Jackson's character <laughs> in that movie. Um, but I, I, I don't know. It's like a weird because I feel like this type of film, you there's a reason why this film is made and why you're going to see it. Mm. And I think that barring the fact that it failed at that, what I think it was trying to do, I don't see the value in telling somebody to see this movie. Um, So it fits in this weird nebulous zone where like, I can appreciate filmmaking style, et cetera, with the film, but I also think that it's not I I didn't like it, mm-hmm. um, and I don't know if it's because I worked myself into a state at which I was too prepared to be disturbed by it. That its lack of disturbingness seemed like a non-justification for its narrative, which I think is not very good. Mm-hmm. Um, or like I, I, it just fits in a weird area where it doesn't. It doesn't. Feel doesn't land square enough in the crazy French film mm-hmm. um, to make me go like, "Oh, dude, if you want like, if, if you want a crazy night where you're just gonna watch something that's sort of like gonna make you feel weird, <laughs> you should check out this movie." Raw, right? Yeah. It's it's not like that. And when I'm talking to people about like a crazy movie like Inside, mm-hmm. which I've I've referenced like a bunch of times, I think on the podcast too, like there's there there's a scene in that where a a, a police officer who has been blinded accidentally strikes a pregnant woman in the stomach and it breaks her water Mm -hmm. like (laughs) like crazy things like that where where you're just like this this is is fucking weird like just like weird stuff and like that film is constantly terrifying as a person is trying to break into a house and take a baby out of another woman right like it's there there is an uh disturbing like the premise of that is disturbing enough Mm -hmm. and in this if i tell you it's a story of a vegetarian who gets a taste for meat um you know, like it it's that premise enough hasn't disturbed me yet, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's like if I just said, hey, let's watch this cannibal movie, I'd be like, why is it good? <laughs> right? Yeah. Like it's it's not there I I don't know, it 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 doesn't it doesn't it doesn't do something that makes me want to tell people to see it. So mm-hmm. that leaves me with like somewhere near passive the caveat and must avoid, like mm-hmm. somewhere around that general area. And maybe I'm heavily you're weighting it, (laughs) weighting it more heavily. Mm -hmm. Um, But I just it it failed on some basic level for me. And I don't know if it's something that other people would like a lot. And I'm just biased in my opinion of it or Mm -hmm. if it's something that literally did fail on some level. So
1: what did you reach a final final answer from that?
0: Um I'll I'll just give it pass as a caveat for now. Okay. Well, will we'll, we'll, we'll so, so
1: your your justifications for how you felt did remind me of a couple couple comparisons. One is this feels very similar to me about how we both reacted to The Witch last year. Around the same yeah. time actually where it was like a first time film. I assume this is a first time filmmaker. Um makes I have no idea. Somebody makes a, like, be mad at us if we're wrong. <laughs> yeah, it, it it makes a provocative movie that someone said, like, this is going to do X to you. And then you see it, and it is, like, well-made and provocative, but it does not really do X to you. Yeah. Um, and I think maybe the different sides of the coin that we land on is I tend to still enjoy movies just for the imagery alone. Like, if yeah. it's only a mood, I'm still cool with it. I'm yeah, fine. Yeah. And I think for you, it's like, if it's set out to do X and it doesn't accomplish X, it's hard to enjoy the journey on the way.
0: Yeah. And I think that... Like, with The Witch, at least, I recognize that there is this, like, like everything from, like, the set design and, like, where the camera is placed and just the imagery. Like, the the trailer for The Witch still, like, the trailer for The Witch puts me more in the mood that this film should have Mm -hmm. than this film does. Yeah. And I think that while I didn't like where the narrative ended with The Witch, it still, it did it did make me feel the way I should in a film like that. Right. Like just very unsettled and just the way a camera lingers on something just freaks me out. Right. Like that, it did a good job. So like I can at least give that some praise for what the filmmaker was doing as opposed to like where the story went And this one. I just feel less like, like, it's basically this entire movie is the the, the Matrix-Zion orgy scene, yeah. <laughs> but with flesh-eating.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't say... think of a better tagline than that. <laughs> uh... <laughs> one, one other final tiny note before spoilers is, like, a little taster for what will probably be the next review. Uh, there are certain movies coming out in French (laughs) that I believe tip the scales of the amount that is crazy and the amount that is drama on erring on the side of drama that make the crazy more impactful. And I think one flaw of Raw is that it shows you all the crazy all the time in a way that makes you numb to it. So basically, like I could have I wanted it to either be crazier or less crazy, but it lives in some kind of middle ground where it's enough to normalize it and not enough to really disturb you. But anyway... So spoilers for another an- <laughs> another review that you should stay tuned for. There are other French films out here that uh, I think do this better. Cool.
0: Well, um, that is going to bring us the end of the non-spoiler section of this podcast. If you uh, were planning on checking out Ra, then go ahead and uh, go do that. And, uh, you know, maybe let us know what you thought. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yes, for everyone else. We are going to uh, listen to some more Lady Gaga. (laughs) And then when we come back, we're going to be in full-blown spoilers. So get ready for that. All right, so we are back. This is spoiler territory. This is our little after-review segment where we're going to be doing full-blown spoilers for Raw. Um, so, spoilers, it ain't cooked. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's talk about strictly... Well, let's talk about a few of the reveals as we go along, right? right? Um, and maybe some things that uh, are, are are sort of revealed before they're revealed. Mm-hmm. Um This film opens with somebody causing a car accident. Yeah. And later on in the film, we cut back to a scene of a car accident. And it's not semi-ambiguous whether that's supposed to be the opening car accident or not. Mm -hmm. My initial assumption was that it was the same car accident. Mm -hmm. But then we are taken back to a very similar scene on the same road later on where we learn that the sister... Who at that point in time, we still don't fully grasp whether she, like, sister's fucking crazy, yeah, anyways. Sure. But it's not clear whether she is also into meat or just trying to she's encourage anabler. her sister. Yeah. yeah, she's like literally purpose not, not, she's not just like an enabler, she's like, like a, a bad person mm-hmm. who's like trying to uh cause her sister to act out in a way that she is maybe just going to get shits and giggles from. Them. Yeah. It, it, it's it's kind of weird, but so essentially there's there's potentially three car accidents that we've seen in this film which I assume we're supposed to believe are all caused by the sister. Mm-hmm. Um and then especially we'll talk more in just a moment, yeah. but like by the time but basically we we learn that the sister has the same problem. Mm-hmm. She seems to be for the most part Better at keeping it in check mm-hmm. um, until things kind of spiral out of control. Which is the
1: question: Why do they unravel for her? Yeah,
0: I mean, I th- I think it's yeah, I I we we don't know, yeah. and and that's one of the problems with this film, I think. But but essentially, that is the thing I was hinting at earlier, like the idea that this sister has engaged in this cannibalistic practice enough times that she now has a method mm-hmm. by which she scares people into crashing their car on this one road and then eats the people yeah. and then just waits till the next time she has a craving and then causes another fucking accident like mm-hmm. that is the most disturbing thing in this film to me yeah. where it's like this 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 it's not a giving into the lust of this sudden craving it is like literally the <laughs> the premeditated yeah. nature of her crime well, it's
1: having a plan and it's the heartlessness of it right yeah. it's killing yeah. people who did nothing to you just so you can eat and not even eat all of them it's like this one she just eats a little bit and yeah she, like, just all right, cool. she just wants
0: a taste yeah like they're not even it's not like she's like taking back like it'd be one thing if she if if these instead of being uh veterinarians if they were butchers mm-hmm. and like they were used to being able to cut up prepare and uh, preserve meats a tim and burton just, type scenario <laughs> yeah <laughs> and <laughs> and then she was just like she would cause an accident maybe with like two people and then one of the bodies would go missing yeah. and then uh, like dealing with that and like prepping the bodies and keeping limbs over time and just like killing a person and then eating them over the next month mm-hmm. and then killing it. Like, I don't know, it, it's missing some flavor of... of uh, Umami. <laughs> it's, yes. Uh, but yeah, I don't know, something something about that was just that that something about that disturbed me Mm -hmm.
1: yeah i i also found that to be probably (laughs) the most disturbing thing in the movie is the but it it was most disturbing and a i don't want to say plot hole because that's gonna like sound carson's trigger alarm and like i don't care that much about plot in this movie but it um it felt like a thing that broke the metaphor because if the metaphor is like entering college and being overwhelmed by desire and just succumbing to it why is it that this older sister who is like adjusted and has learned to fit in seems like even more crazy and unable to control herself like yeah. that that doesn't work with me for the metaphor like that doesn't it doesn't feel right even
0: but, but that's the thing though i mean well first first is back a little bit like so there are the the so we talked earlier about the uh, the waxing scene mm-hmm. and um, in that scene, the sister's finger gets cut off and then she passes out from the blood, which seems weird because if you eat people, why would I mean, guess I guess there is a sense of like watching yourself bleed is different mm-hmm. than seeing just blood in general. Yeah. Um, so I'll, I'll just forgive that for now. But like she wakes up to seeing her sister eating her finger mm-hmm. and she's like pissed about it but pissed in a weird way yeah like so she, she
1: gives a look that i interpreted then as horror and later i interpreted it as the we, recognition or the yeah, it's like we're the same yeah
0: um but i think that's where like everything is sort of takes a turn because she doesn't tell the parents right they, they blame it on the dog yeah um when well, it's funny too when <laughs> i feel like i feel like you're supposed to think that the dog is going to eat the finger right mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Even though you're in a film that is clearly setting up cannibalism. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, but like she tells the parents the dog ate it. And like she's protecting her in a sense. And she doesn't really seem to understand why. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't know that the sister has the same thing going on. Yeah. And clearly the sister is trying to fuck – like she's trying to break her. And – Maybe the sister's just bored. Maybe she's just a fucking asshole. Mm-hmm. Like something's wrong with the sister. Uh, that is also another thing. Like, I mean, clearly we said that the most disturbing thing is that the sister just causes accidents to eat people, yeah, um, or lick people's bloody faces. Yeah, and lick the bloody faces. <laughs> <laughs> and now, and now the um, the sister is like trying to cause her sister to break. And it's like it's almost like she knew that by feeding her the raw rabbit kidney mm-hmm. that like that was going to get her you know yeah. like uh, um, maybe that's what broke her the first time like something was going to happen like she knew um yeah there's there, it there's something there that is weird um yeah. and then and they 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 kind of spread that reveal out too mm-hmm. um which is also kind of strange because it's not until she takes her to that scene and causes the accident that you finally realize and even then it it still feels like at that moment she could be just doing something gross to try to cause the sister to do it right mm-hmm. almost like i can bite a person's face yeah. just to ju- just to make my sister like she right. wants to see her and it's like, we've all been there i don't understand that i guess like it's yeah
1: i i didn't understand her motivations at all and another thing that was strange about that relationship between them which made it feel more like the kind of film that is dancing between like a flight of fancy and then reality again, was the way her sister handles this moment where her her older sister has just killed like a family of people yeah. to drink their blood. And then like the next afternoon, everything is normal and they're just like sisters again. And that's weird, right? Like I don't, I don't understand what the reality of the film is supposed to be. Yeah like she doesn't get angry at her again until she like makes an embarrassing video of her trying to eat a corpse finger yeah. like in between she she doesn't have the horror of recognition of what her sister has done or any kind of argument about why she should stop she uh it's played more just like a a younger sister being like oh no i don't want to kill a bunch of people and drink their blood <laughs> like like i, I don't know it, it it was played in a very strange way that was almost like but, but
0: even there, that, that feels like the first time she has genuine guilt about what's going on with mm-hmm. her. Because at that point in time, I don't think she realizes that the sister is not doing it just to fuck with her. Mm-hmm. Like, she is in that, like, don't make me do this. Yeah. Like, I'm not doing it because I don't I don't right. have this craving right now. Why are you being... Like, she's actually genuinely shocked that her mm-hmm. sister just... I, well, first, she's shocked because I don't know if her sister half gets hit yeah, or what's going I on. I couldn't really tell. Because in, in the opening... so. My interpretation of the first scene was maybe this is the ending of the film where she tries to kill herself Mm -hmm. realizing what she is, right? Including that's not the case. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But then later on, the way the sister does it too, like they try to – it's not like they try to jump out and scare the car into crashing. Mm -hmm. Like they're sort of trying to dive in front of it. Yeah. Or maybe she knows that, like, the car would just swerve a little bit. But if she totally went in front of... The, like, there, there's some level of knowledge yeah. to this thing risking your life. But, like, the sister seems to almost be hurt in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But I feel like if it can kill the drivers, she couldn't have been hit at all. Yeah. So maybe just diving on the cement. No, I don't know. Something, yeah, something.
1: I, I couldn't tell either. <laughs> I was trying to figure... Because I thought at first she was trying to kill herself... After losing a finger, like, that's how fragile she is, right? She's like, I don't want to live anymore. Um, Yeah, anyway, continue. (laughs) Oops. Um, Yeah, I I don't know. I don't even know where I was going with that. I I just... Sister's fucked up. (laughs) I I mean, there's something... So, so this last week, I was watching uh, Man vs. Woman... Or Man Seeking Woman, Mm -hmm. uh, which is a show that Chris has been raving about for a long time. That, like... It it exists in the real world of dating, but then it takes all these absurd situations and makes them literal. But it still keeps the same beats of like a normal romantic sitcom. Um, yeah. Some of these scenes almost felt like that, where it's like there's this heightened reality where people are being murdered and eaten. But then the characters are behaving as if it's just like a sister drama in college. Yeah. Right. And that the tone that that struck here, where she she has guilt. Right. The younger sister has guilt in that moment and walks away. But it isn't the kind of guilt that you would have from like four people being murdered. It's yeah, like the yeah. guilt that you have from like, no, I don't want to eat that.
0: It it is the guilt you have from somebody's trying to make you to do the thing that you actually want to do, and now you're like, well, I don't want to do it now because
1: yeah. you're forcing me to do it. And maybe that's like the biggest uh leap, like shift in velocity in this movie, like the 180 that it pulls where Only, like, 30 minutes earlier in the film or something like that, she was talking about animals and about their right to life and about how, like, you shouldn't do something evil to any of them, right? You shouldn't hurt them. And now suddenly she has already flipped to a place, despite her having never harmed someone yet, where the idea of, like, the death of four strangers is only, like, mildly unsettling. Yeah. And, like, the only person who is hurt that she really mourns for is her roommate, at the end who is killed, which I would say is like not even well justified considering how little a shit she gave about anything else that was happening in the
0: movie. Well, I think, I think even that though is, I think her initial response is I did this while I was in this weird fugue state, Mm -hmm. right? Like she was sort of happy to wake up next to him and then thought she had killed him in the night. Mm -hmm. And I think when she realizes that was, it was her sister, she sort of, breaks away from that guilt right like she's no longer mourning the loss of him she's like oh well it wasn't me just my weird fucked up sister let me go like wash her
1: (laughs) well it's the law in france that every film has to show a topless woman at least four times so you know they had to get one more
0: in um so the that guy i really don't understand his character at all um so i mean so 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 he he plays her her gay roommate that she's been paired with, Mm -hmm. but he's clearly not a freshman. Yeah. um, Because he has some knowledge and relationship with her sister. Um,
1: But but he, like, is a freshman. He's clearly being hazed at the same time. yeah. Yeah. But, like... I think he, like, met her sister. Like, he's an outgoing guy. Maybe he knows other people at the school.
0: Maybe, like, he was hanging out at the school before. But either way, like, they have some sort of prior backstory together, clearly. Mm -hmm. Um, And, yeah, it's weird because, like, in in a normal, going back to the normal tropes of of these type of of coming-of-age tales, you would usually have the the guy who swears he's straight um, but, like, keeps giving in to having sex with with uh other men mm-hmm. and then like he, he's either going to learn or not that he's not straight right and this character is so, like he's outwardly gay participates in gay things but then like every once in a while has like a moment of weakness where he's gonna have sex with this woman
1: yeah um i mean i think his character at least from a few things he says is someone who has lived in the closet his whole life and college is where he's trying to like experiment or be out but, like, he hasn't lived his out until that moment, so he still has, like, some weird desires lingering from his past life.
0: But would all, w- Which would be fine, but yeah. they make a big deal of that scene where he's like, I didn't, like, spend all this time trying to be gay to go back to sleeping with... It, yeah. it was some weird statement where it's like, now I really don't get the motivation motivations of your character. Like, who are you, what are you doing here? What's your purpose here? Mm-hmm. You clearly have what I assume was a relationship with the sister. So, because cause the, the 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 scene from the trailer that makes everybody freak out at the end of the trailer where they're having sex and he, she's biting her own arm. Mm-hmm. Like, the way he responds to her there is to pat her head and be like, oh, I recognize this, right? Like, they they imply that he had a relationship with the sister and the way he responds to her like, self-mutilating bloodlust is to be like, oh, poor family daughter. That's
1: interesting. I didn't read that at all. I read his relationship with the sister as only, like, having met her at the party also this week and they've talked a little bit, not as, like, a person who understood what was happening.
0: It's, like, to me, I read it, like, yeah, and and I could totally be wrong, but Mm -hmm. I read it as a very, like, because the, like... I don't care how exciting the interaction is for you. Like, if a girl draws blood by biting her own wrists, you don't just, like, pat her on the head, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like <laughs> there's some level of, like, um, hmm, yeah, think I got... Like, maybe you do, like, the, the hug and roll thing. <laughs> and then be like, I'm Cat gonna... Kat <laughs> hug and roll. <laughs> um, yeah, I... I, 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 <laughs> I just think there's some sense that... The, there there was a weird acknowledgement to that scene and especially given the last shot of the film and the mm-hmm. reveal from the father um, which we'll get to in a moment. Yeah. Uh, I feel like they have like I feel he was chosen to be the roommate on purpose to look after her maybe. Uh-huh. Um, which even if that is true it's still a fucking twisted ass thing.
1: Right? Uh-huh. Like I, I don't know. I <sighs> There's a lot of it's questions about about you thought about the world building much more than I did. <laughs> I didn't even imagine that anything meant anything except for her and her sister having a relationship.
0: Yeah, I and mean, there's definitely something going on there, which I may be reading way too much into. But just I think,
1: well, one thing with his character, and I don't know if this is France or this is just like edgy independent filmmaking in general. But I'm kind of, like I'm kind of tired of every gay character being like. Just, like, brazen blowjobs everywhere. Like, 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 they... For movies that are kind of about liberation, they really, like, do a strange stereotyping when it comes to these things. Like, people in college just having, like, crazy sex everywhere out in the open. I don't know. I... That was not true to the college that I witnessed, at least. And it's, um... Man, I wasn't invited to those parties, I guess. You didn't
0: come back to your, farm, your, your dorm and no, open the door to see your roommate standing getting a blowjob?
1: I, I will neither confirm nor deny whether that happened, but in the context, it was a little more normal. <laughs> there were blankets involved, at least. Uh, Shout good. out to if he's listening to <laughs> Do you want to stay in? You can bleep the name. <laughs> okay.
0: Um, but yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I don't know, Mm -hmm. but, but yeah, let's move on to the reveal at the end. Um, so at the end, uh, you know, the sister is now in prison for having consumed and killed her flatmate Yeah. <laughs> um, not hers but the the, yeah. the main character important distinction yeah um and somehow our main character got off scot free maybe because mm-hmm. the sister just owned up to it and yeah. there wasn't enough evidence they did like you know uh what's the what's the word that is escaping me uh forensics mm-hmm. tests and decided that it wasn't the the lead girl mm-hmm. um And she goes back, and her father starts to tell her that, like, hey, it's not your fault, blah, 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 we did this to you. And she's like, no, you didn't, like, making me Mm -hmm. a vegetarian didn't make me this way. Yeah. And that's when, like, the father undoes his shirt and shows all, like, the gnarly scars and bite marks and some fresh wounds that he has from the mother. Yeah. And we're basically led to believe that all the females, um, theoretically, from this family line are all crazy cannibalistic people who can't control their urges. Yeah. Um. Which like makes us distinctly unfeminist. <laughs> like,
1: uh, eh, eh. I don't know. I, it, it was it was directed by a woman, and it's looking at it. You could see it as like a like I don't know, women getting all the power type of thing. Maybe I wouldn't call it unfeminist.
0: I mean, I mean, I it just seems that like a, a thing of turning them into mindless beasts that can't control their urges is a kind of unfeminist message. But mm. then again, I have a penis, and I don't know what that means anyway. Yeah. So, well, spoilers. <laughs>
1: You've never officially announced that on the podcast. <laughs> True. Is this canon? <laughs> it, well, <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, anyways, um, um, yeah, I just, what, so what, what did you, what did you, cause that earlier I was kind of saying that like, I think from the language of the film, we're supposed to take this as a straight horror film. Mm-hmm. And this is that moment, like the, uh, you know, this is the end of the horror film when the characters think they've escaped and like the villain suddenly comes out from underneath the dock or mm-hmm. like slams the door shut, trapping you in forever. Yeah. Um, this is that moment where like the camera might as well have just been like a long shot that panned away from the table as the father was like, yeah. <laughs> like you'll never escape. Like that that's the type like it feels like a typical horror film ending. Mm-hmm. Um, not that it wasn't um I mean at, at this point in time, we spent two hours paying attention to the fact that two of the girls in this family both want to eat flesh. Yeah. So it's not unreasonable to see where that was going. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but yeah. So what 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 was your reaction to that ending?
1: Almost no reaction because I <laughs> it was not a surprise. Though it didn't feel to me like a a grand reveal in the sense that the filmmaker thought we would be shocked by it. It just felt like a like. Grand thematic conclusion sort of yeah. So I, I didn't read it as like a reveal That it didn't work so much as like The logical end yeah. of the story I, I also I, didn't know if it was Only the women or if he was also a cannibal
0: I assume it's well, I mean the way he tells the story Is that like the Like when he first kissed her he knew Something weird was up and mm-hmm. But like he stayed like Basically he was in love with her And <laughs> So yeah, a little bit of technical difficulties. Mm-hmm. Uh but catching back up, you were saying the reveal was not that crazy to you. I think I was about ready to make a point that uh what the reveal does make interesting is the initial scenes um where she almost accidentally eats the the uh, hot dog or whatever was inside the there's like a the end of a sausage was inside the mashed potatoes. Uh-huh. And the mom like freaks out a lot, like one of those like oh god, like one mm-hmm. bite of one bite of meat is not gonna kill her, mm-hmm. but like in this case, like literally, yeah, like the one thing it did that I liked was the way it painted that initial opening scene um, as the definite like why the mother got so angry about it right. was because she knew that that could set her daughter off on this like tailspin, right? Mm-hmm. So it is like that's the thing that i like, right, so you got the 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 in the ape rape scene conversation, mm-hmm. and then like this the context of why the mother was so upset that her daughter almost accidentally ate meat, yeah because like she knew like what could happen if she did like that mm-hmm. that 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 was the interesting part for me of the reveal
1: yeah no i I liked that too it did like it did frame it together in a nice way where it was the the twisting of why they were vegetarian, right? That yeah. uh, that, that was nice. I, I like that. But for the most part, the reveal just didn't mean that much to me, I guess. Yeah.
0: So one more thing to bring up is uh, the scene we mentioned earlier about, like, the peeling off the skin. Because she, she basically she gets food, uh, some weird allergic reaction from food poisoning from mm-hmm. the, the raw rabbit thing. But then, like, she's still eating meat. And kind of one of the things that comes down to my expectations, too, is that, like, because she is sort of absent of this guilt of the of of this situation, I like the idea of her literally being a, like the reason she was staying away from meat is because she was allergic to it, mm-hmm. not because it would make her become a bloodthirsty killer. Yeah, but that like, what if she was actually allergic to it, but somehow she got this taste for it, and she knows she's eating it, knowing full well that it's a wrong and b that it's going to physically hurt her, uh-huh. and like the the, the trailer built like the rash scratching scene which was one single s- scene yeah. and then she gets cream and she's fine they sort of build it as like this progressively worse thing that keeps getting worse and right. worse and worse that she's like she's like obs- a manifestation of guilt or something yeah yeah like like she's eating this meat but the meat is also poisoning her body but then she just wants to have it cuz she needs it like that like it's another thing that could have been more interesting mm-hmm. um and i think the like like even from the trailer uh, when we were telling other people at the office that we were about to go see the movie, I w- I-, I thought it was ambiguous whether or not cannibalism ever became a thing. Besides, right. her, like blood, yes, but mm-hmm. eating actual flesh, maybe not. And I think that that uh, I think that there could have been an interesting thing of of just not knowing at all, right? And just that it really is just a, a mind thing, and it's mm-hmm. all not all in her head, but like, just it really was a temptation thing, and not not this weird bloodlust that she got as a hereditary disease. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. There, there, there's something something a lot more interesting to me. Yeah, I, th- I
1: think it could have gone that more interesting route, and it might just be again the way they sold it by putting it in the trailer. So I barely yeah. remembered the trailer, so I actually didn't remember what was shown before and what wasn't. Yeah. Um, because in my mind that scene is just one of the many that is coming to terms with the reality of having a body, right? There's, like, there are fluids and there's scratching and there's hair and, like, there's all these things that yeah. it focuses on that's just, like, a person coming into their own skin. And for me, that was, like, the only thing that any of this signified. It was all it was all a metaphor for sex, basically. It was <laughs> the only thing I got from it.
0: Yeah. Go away to college and I got this weird rash. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But yeah, should we just call that our deep dive into Raw?
1: Yeah, sounds good.
0: All right. Uh, we hope that the rest of you out there have enjoyed our conversation. Mm.
1: Um, and uh, I hope we leave like the 20 minutes while the alarm is going off just in the, <laughs> in the recording. Yeah.
0: People will wonder what happened. Yep. Let them wonder. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, thanks for joining me, Steven. Thanks for having me. Thank you guys all for listening, and we will
1: see you later cool proposal for the outro song is meat is murder by morrissey just like a ni- nice uh, thematic it's <laughs> not
0: natural the flesh you so fancifully fry the meat in your mouth as you savor the flavor of